Slums of Film History, a podcast that if you're not listening to, you should. But it tackles the career of John Waters. And that got me to thinking about how you represent Waters on the National Film Registry for a bunch of reasons. One, I think you have to include Waters on the registry. His influence over a generation of filmmakers and film fans in particular, not to mention that aesthetically in the historically, culturally, aesthetically influential films that need to be included on the registry, his aesthetic is incredibly fascinating. It is this idea of good, bad taste versus bad, bad taste. He really defines an independent cinema that is truly independent, far more than folks like Quentin Tarantino, for example. How do we represent John Waters on the registry? And I think it comes down to four films. And I don't know if we need one, two, or all of them, really. But all for very different reasons. Pink Flamingos, I think, is the the peak of the shock John Waters. And it's an entertaining film. It's not a great film. It is good bad taste for sure. But it does have the most iconic and disgusting moment in the history of... American independent cinema, as far as I'm concerned, in which Divine eats dog poop. It features some of the most iconic images, such as Divine in the the fishtail dress holding the gun with the uh, her head shaved back to the middle of her scalp. That's sort of a touchstone for Waters' works. And that's a peak of his early period, what I consider to be the disgusting phase. But it's also the film that took him from being a successful underground filmmaker to being a really successful underground filmmaker and easily i think the underground filmmaker of the 1970s that defined the entire movement but then there's female troubles which i actually consider to be a far better film than pink flamingos partly because he took that step back from having to keep one-upping himself in his own work. It's a really, really good film, and it's incredibly representative of what Waters was doing. But not only what Waters was doing, what Divine was doing. And any attempt to remove Waters' early works from the work of Divine is fool, is a foolhardy exercise. Because Divine was not only integral, but was the seed, in a way, of all of them. And it is the difference between divine being there and divine not being there that really separates out the great John Waters and the not-so-great John Waters. Or, I think, even better put, John Waters, the underground genius filmmaker, to John Waters, the mainstream underground filmmaker. That sounds like a contradiction, but it really is not. And especially that shows in the film that I think has a good shot at the registry. And that's Hairspray. Hairspray was the last John Waters film to feature Divine. It's also, I think, if not Waters' best film, it is his most representative of his opening to a broader audience while at the same time not losing his voice. I know a lot of people said that he lost his voice in that. 
I disagree. I think it's there. And I think it's just that we didn't understand what he was actually saying in those first films. Because, they, yeah, they were all about shock value and so forth, but there was sort of the bigger story there. It was all about the outsiders. It was all about the acceptance of the outsider. It was about questioning your role within a bigger picture. And that's in Hairspray in spades. The integration story, all of the sort of look at these characters who were so removed from what you would consider Hollywood, even though there were some fairly big stars in there, Sonny Bono, Debbie Harry, Jerry Stiller. But of course, he also didn't ignore the fact that he was still John Waters. You had Divine, you had Mink Stoll. I love Mink Stoll. Let me say that right now. Mink Stoll would be in my personal actor hall of fame if I ever created one. Of course, it's also the film that gave us Ricky Lake. And Josh Charles, I think it might have been Josh Charles's first or second film role. It's a beautiful film. It's really well, well shot. I love watching it for the choices of shot. And it speaks in a way that maybe Waters had tried to do in Female Troubles. But it, it softens instead of it being trailer trash versus the mainstream. It softens that idea and presents it in a way that actually is making statements about how we, as a country, have confronted tradition versus progress and puts it on a civil rights background that is is phenomenal. It is a great film, and this is the one I think should first go on the registry. But then there's Cecil B. Demented. And of all the films that are on his IMDb page, Cecil B. Demented is the one that is criminally underrated, that is telling an amazing story about what it means to be John Waters. And again, it's got the great cast. This is one of the things he sort of did in the later period of his career. Is he sort of, one, he lost Divine. Divine's last film was, was Hairspray. I think actually Divine shows up in a, another film, not for John Waters, after Hairspray. But I'm not 100% on that. To me, Divine defines what a John Waters film is pre-Hairspray. She was the signifier of the John Waters concept. And in the periods where you got both Divine and then Divine out of the drag, this idea that Divine represented this much broader scope within Waters' work, which is one of the reasons why I think Female Troubles might be the one to show, because that is peak Divine as Divine. But Cecil B. Demented talks about Hollywood, talks about independent cinema, talks about the underground in conflict with the mainstream and where Waters used the integration and the civil rights struggle of Baltimore as a basis in Hairspray. Here he's using the Hollywood of the 1990s and very early 2000s. I think it was a 2000 film. I could be wrong on that. As a backdrop. And it works. Perfectly done. And it tells us not only how Waters sees himself, but how Waters sees cinema. And I think that's really important. For me, I would put probably two of these on the registry. If I were the Librarian of Congress, and I should be, I would put Female Troubles and Hairspray on. I think Female Troubles is his best work in his early phase. And I think Hairspray is the one that is saying something most important. Cecil B. Demented is a great film. I would love to see it go on someday. I don't think it will. But I think Hairspray and Female Troubles are the two that 100% should. 